Welcome to the We Are Wrestling Podcast, episode number 17. Yeah, 17. I'm your host, Viral Viper, aka Viper Freeze, with my co host. Apparently, the person that can't even count because I don't even know what episode we're on. And I am the Renegade Enigma. You always lose count. I'm supposed to be the one that loses count, and you lose count. That's weird. This is very weird. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So, welcome everyone. How have you been? We haven't talked to you in a while. Probably a long time. Probably years, months, days. Probably just days. Just probably a week, seven days, you know. How are you guys? It was last week. Seven days. That's seven days, damn it. So, you want to, anything you want to talk about? Just throw it out there? Any wrestling related news? This wrestling week has been like pretty much boring. In the, I'm talking everything. We said that last week. It has got to be something done about this so we can be excited about wrestling. Somebody do something. Pick a fight with me. Knock on my door and pick a fight. And then walk away and I get up 10 minutes later and answer the door and say, hey, you knocked on my door. Do that. Yeah, I swear he had like a bear phone in his room or something. That's why. He didn't. He was asleep. Once again, for those that don't know, we're talking about Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy. But yeah, he had to, like, he took too fucking long to, like, open that shit. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Apparently, spoilers, mm-hmm. they're going to wrestle again. Yep. I heard yeah. that. I think it's not this week coming up, the week after that. Mm. Yeah, so we get to see that on Monday Night Raw. Which was awesome. Like, I did enjoy that match, though. Yeah, that match was, like, great. I think that was a highlight of the show. Pretty much. It was, that was number one, and the tag team title match between the Revival and the New Day was pretty good. Which, oddly enough, like... Uh, um, TLC, like, for a throw- throwaway show was not that bad. Nah, man. It wasn't. I thought it was gonna be horrible. It wasn't great, mind you, but it wasn't horrible. Not at all. It was, it was kind of enjoyable. It wasn't bad. It wasn't really bad. Yeah. What do you think about this whole Charlotte, Becky, uh, Cardi, Asuka situation? The situation is weird to me. Like, I'm definitely not into crucified women because, oh my God, they tried to kill each other. Some people did not know what was going on in the match. But if you watch the match back, like, Kari is still trying to wrestle, even though she's hurt. And Charlotte doesn't know that she's hurt. But of course, Mom Becky, who always protects every woman she's in a match with, she was looking out for Kari. Yeah, I've seen that. Because I've been saying that for a while now. Every time Becky is in a match, a multiple-person match or just a one-on-one match, when she's in there with somebody, she'll take care of them. No matter what happens, Becky takes care of her people in matches. Becky is like one of the most safest workers in WWE and I commend her for that. She's really great at that. 
So I don't really have a problem with the match because, like it was said, Charlotte did not really know that Kari got knocked out in the first 10, 15 minutes of the match. So she didn't. And Oscar didn't even know, but when Oscar like found out, Oscar had to carry the rest of the match. Yeah. But yeah, the Kazooks. Damn, I'm about to call them the Kazuki Warriors. <laughs> what the hell is a Kazuki? I don't know. I've, I've fused them with Suzuki. They're dangerous warrior women now. Yeah, yeah. So Curry's gonna be out for a while, right? Car, it doesn't. I don't know. I know she has a concussion. I don't know if she's gonna be out. Okay. They did win that match, by the way. Yeah. We could run through like some of the TLC card for those of you who remember the TLC was this weekend, which I seen a bunch of tweets. Some of them was mocking, some of them were real, but it it got really crazy that a lot of people were going. There's a pay per view today. I think we actually said that on Saturday. Like, wait, there's a pay per view on Sunday? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as you said, the Kabuki Warriors won the. Th- their TLC match, which, by the way, that was the main event, right? Yep, that was the main event. Yeah, okay. So, that was that. So, yeah, you can stop listening here if you want, but, because <laughs> that was the main event. But, yeah, there's more. Um, Wait, the interesting fact, mm-hmm. this is the second year in a row that Asuka closed out TLC as a winner. Awesome. 2018, she closed out as a winner. 2019, she closed out a winner. Also, she's won both of her Royal Rumbles. 2018, she won the Royal Rumble. In 2019, she beat Becky Lynch for the title at Royal Rumble. So, Asuka, beginning and ending of the year, she's awesome. Yep, yep. I thought she's winning this year, though. Yeah. Well, if they have her in a tag team match, of course she's winning, but the Royal Rumble itself, she's not winning it. Nope. And that brings me on to a question. Okay. So, everybody, including myself, thinks Sasha Banks is winning the Royal Rumble until yesterday when a lot of people changed their tune and said, you know what? I don't think she's winning the Rumble now. And for those of you who don't know, we're going to go into this right now. Shayna Baszler lost the NXT title to Rhea Ripley. Finally. Finally, and like that match was fucking spectacular. It fucking was awesome. It was all types of crazy. By the way, when I say finally, it's not me shitting on Shayna. I love Shayna, but like, yeah, she had that shit for a long time. Like, me and you had multiple conversations on like who the hell would beat her. Like, if Rhea didn't do it, like she would have to retire with the freaking belt and go quote unquote to the main roster, like Oscar did. Right. But that match was fucking awesome, and Rhea is a huge star now because of it. Exactly. But, like, use a fact here, like, cool fact here. She's the first woman ever to win the NXT UK title and the NXT title. Yes. Yes, she is. But, yeah, like, after Shayna's loss, everybody starts saying Shayna's going to win the Royal Rumble because... Everybody is predicting what I had put out on Twitter a while ago that Shayna Baszler is going to fight Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36 for the title. 
Yeah, I see that too. Like, if it wasn't for the fact of her losing, I would say, like, uh, um, Sasha wholeheartedly. Like, it would have been Sasha winning the Royal Rumble, and then it would be, to me, it would be the, like, the equivalent to, like, when Batista won the um, Royal Rumble that one time when he was part of Evolution. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, um, he was cool with Triple H until, like, Triple H finally picked him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, he would choose Bailey, obviously. But here's, here's another funny part that I want to bring up. Because you brought up that Shayna Baszler having the title for so long, mm-hmm. Becky also has had the title for very long. Do you see her holding the WWE Raw Championship until WrestleMania? Yes and no. Caveat to that, right? Mm-hmm. I believe she's going to lose it on the way there, right? Mm-hmm. But then regain it so they could have the match. So whoever it is going to have like a little run with it, you know? I I honestly don't because her next challenge is Asuka. And we said this months ago that she's facing Asuka. The thing is, I don't want her to lose to Asuka because she's lost to Asuka every time she's faced Asuka already. She yeah. needs to beat Asuka. So they need to close that chapter like permanently. Just say, yo, it's over. Becky beat her. And Becky, as a champion, called out the challenger because she's like, fuck this shit. I'm I'm tired of having you be the only person that never beat me, that I never beat. Fuck that. I need to get this done. Oh, no, I agree. She's totally beating Oscar. Probably yeah. the person after her, you know? Yeah. Whoever that is. Yeah. Now, going back to the road to WrestleMania and the Sasha thing, which me and you both know because we came on this podcast at the very beginning, it said that Sasha and Bailey are wrestling at WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. Now, if Sasha does not win the Royal Rumble, does she win the Elimination Chamber? Um, actually, yeah. As okay. of right now, yeah. Because Elimination Chamber is one of my favorite variations of a match. So I'm really hoping that my favorite person wins that match. Yeah, it would be totally awesome if she won that. Yes. Because she, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but she barely wins at, like, major pay-per-views like that. She doesn't. She she hasn't... I don't think she's had a real pay-per-view win except one SummerSlam where she won the title. And that was it. Okay. Like, she won That's it. She needs this, then. She like she's the only person who consistently puts on matches, steals the show, and people cheer for her and love her. I know there's a lot of hate for her, but she gets a lot of love, and it's like this person never wins the title. Like you, they treat her like a joke. Like every woman that's on the the title, she has the last days the title wins. It's like, come on. Like, I don't even think she defended her title against anybody in one. And it's like, dude, like, why? She's really good. Like, she's never successfully defended her title, ever. No, no. And that that bothers me because look at the way WWE positions her. Like, she's all over all the banners for SmackDown. And she's, like, consistently put out there as one of the top females, but she doesn't have title run to back it up. She doesn't have the score behind her to say, yo, she is what she is. It's like, 
you know because she actually gets in the ring and busts her ass. It's like, God damn, she's really good. But she doesn't have the accolades behind her to say, yo, she deserves to be where she deserves to be. It's kind of like her character, though. She's getting paid, like, big-time money and whatnot. She's successful, you know, so she probably doesn't really care like that. A lot of superstars really don't care about that stuff. It's more of a fan thing. Okay, some some superstars that are, like, butt-ass superstars that are great, they have had title reigns behind them that say, you know what, now I'm at the point where I don't care. She's had five title reigns and lost all five of them in her first defense. Like, you can't tell me she doesn't... She she needs this. For her satisfaction, for our satisfaction, for everybody's satisfaction, she needs a lengthy title reign. Like, yeah. if you want to give her a title reign to next year, don't. Just let her win at WrestleMania against Bailey and have this moment. Just let her have this moment. Let her have that. And then let her defend it until SummerSlam or whatever. So yeah. Let her just let her have something. Like I feel so like I feel so frustrated because it's like, yo, this is one of consistently the best workers on the brand, and you do not give her the accolades to back it up. It's like, I don't know. And she loves the business, she loves the company, because otherwise she would not have come back due to all the quote unquote rumors her hating the company and all that shit. If all that shit was true, she would have been left. You mean the part where she got emotionally broken and just was too emotionally and physically drained to keep going in WWE? That part? No, no, that was that was the real shit. I'm talking about her being quote-unquote as, like, the haters would say, a whiny little bitch and cried and took her ball and went home and she like that, which none of that was actually true, but, you know. Yeah, that's just, that's just her haters putting shit out there and making her seem really bad. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Screw you guys. She's one of the best. It's all about mental health. Like, she basically took care of herself, you know? Basically. That's all it was. Basically. But, uh, yeah, like, um... Back she, to you. she does need it, but... You know what I mean? Like, she needs it, but doesn't need it at the same time. You know what I mean? Because you could be a top person and never really get anything like that. You know? Okay, but I'm putting her in a category of Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I know people are like, yo, she's not even up there. Just, Just hear me out first. I'm putting her in that category because if you're a certain caliber of athlete and talent, you can have a low amount of title reigns, but still be the best in the business. Yeah. But the only thing is, everybody has defended their title at least once, and she has done zero. So, yeah. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, like, I'm like I'm in the whole my, uh, majority of, if you don't defend your title at all, it doesn't mean anything. Like, it's just pointless reigns. You won the title, yes, but you lost it in your first defense. Doesn't mean anything. Like I just just won the solidifier. Like look at Nakamura. Nakamura has an Intercontinental title. He won an Intercontinental title and he defended it. He's not doing anything with it. He just has it. 
because him and Cesaro are now a team and they're going for the tag team titles, but he just has the title, but he actually defended it and just has it. And he had a brand new belt. So like, yes. like what the fuck? Like, we could bring up Big E. When Big E had the Intercontinental title, he actually defended it twice. But then he lost it. Like, you could actually say, yo, he was an Intercontinental champion because he had it more than once. And he had it multiple times. I mean, not more than once, but defended it more than once. We could say the same thing about Zack Ryder, right? I see title. No, Zack Ryder lost it the next night. Zack Ryder is... <laughs> Zack Ryder is Sasha Banks of the men. No, that, that's what I mean. Like, he's in the same caliber as her as of right now. Like, he had a title and didn't couldn't defend it. Oh, remember when he had the U.S. title and couldn't defend that, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but he defended his tag team titles. Like, I guess if you have tag team titles, that counts more than regular title because Sasha did defend the tag team titles and got out of it. But doesn't matter. It's not the women's title, which she deserves. Yeah. She deserves it. Hopefully this year, WrestleMania 36, she gets to have her win in her title reign. And we can all celebrate. Just, yeah, and to the people who talk about Sasha fans always bitching because she doesn't have a title reign, we will shut the hell up if she has a long title reign. That's it. That's all we're saying. At the very least, the very least, three months. We yes. have we have some title uh, um, matches. Yes. The caveat to that, you can have a long title run, but barely defend the title. Hi, my name is Brock Lesnar. Yeah, see? Yep. Like, that doesn't mean shit right there. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I guess back to TLC. <laughs> yeah. So we had Baron Bartender Cabron versus Roman Reigns in a TLC match. It wasn't as boring as we would have thought. It was pretty okay. Just okay. Just okay. That's the problem. It was just okay. And it's like, eh, it's it's okay. Like, it's not a must go out of your way to see. It's just barely watchable. It's like, yeah. Like, Roman lost. I actually was impressed with that. Like, I didn't think they would go with that outcome. Like, for real. No, I'm actually angered by that. I'm super angry. No, here's Dude. the thing. I said impressed. I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily say I liked it. I just had impressed. Oh, that didn't impress me. That actually made me mad. Because, like, that means the feud's going to keep going. If the feud keeps going, we're going to have to see more of this. And, like, you gave them everything in this TLC match to use. And it was not a blow-away match where everybody was like, yes, give us more. At the end of it, everybody was like, oh, man, more of this? But that's not necessarily a thing. Because at the end of it, first of all, okay, to explain to y'all and whatever. So, Dolph Ziggler showed up. Superman kick. Yep. Which, who, who said it? I forget who said it. Cool. Michael Cole said that Superman kick. And then the Revival randomly showed up. 
Uh, if you're wondering why Bobby Roode wasn't there, it's because he got suspended for 30 days. That's a different story. I'm not quite sure if somebody else showed up. Did, all, did of, all of the King's Court security jobbers. Yeah. Basically, like, yeah, just jobbers, like he said. And, yeah, Roman wound up losing and whatever, but the, at the, at basically at the end of the pay-per-view and whatnot, we had, like, a pure brawl with a bunch of people. And I want to say, like, it happened twice. End of the show and towards the middle somewhere. Like a backstage segment. Yes. I, listen, I would have been fine with that end of the show brawl if it didn't interfere with Oscar celebrating her title win. At the same time, we're going into the Royal Rumble, so... Yeah, no, I'm totally fine with that. They could have let her celebrate, come down the aisle, and start to go back, and then they could have brawled through the crowd, and everybody would be like, oh, what the hell is that? She would have been out of the ring. Everything would have fine. She literally pulled down the belts. They're playing her music. As they're playing her music, the dumbasses come out for a fight. I didn't like that. Hmm. Like, if they would have gave her, like, at least a minute or two to even come down off the ladder, she just pulled it down. And they rung the bell. Kabuki, Warriors, still champions. And, like, the music is playing. And they just cut the Baron Corbon and fucking dumbasses fighting. With, like, a bunch of other people. Yes, and it was so many random people. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Was it, like, a, a leader or something like that? No, no, no. The funny part is Ali wasn't there and somebody asked him on Twitter why he was there. He was like, I was in Chicago. Oh, shit. Like, he wasn't even there at all. But that, that's, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, um, what? what you no, say? I gonna, no, I was going to say nothing. So, a match that actually made no fucking sense was... It made sense, but it made no fucking sense. The Viking Raiders versus the OC. Which we called. We called it. But they basically like made the open challenge. They accepted. Match is about to go on. So the match happens, but it ends in a double count But wait, before you say that, right? Because the reason it ended in a double count Because the colonel was there? <laughs> no. It was the fact that the OC not only was going for the tag team title, but they defended their newly won Best of the World Tag Team Title Cup or whatever the fuck. Yeah, hooray, you can't beat both guys. Then why book the match? Because they were bored, pretty much. But no, then you turn around 24 hours later in a non-title match you have the OC beat the Viking Raiders on Raw. Non-title match, and it's like, well, what was the point of the match last night? It was merely for the fact that they defended their trophy. If the trophy wasn't in the way, then they would be fine. Because watch them win the titles and have the trophy on top of it. Listen, if you don't bring up the trophy, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, me too, but it's a thing. Well, they, they need to fix that thing and just... What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, he said the colonel. At one point, so they're having an entrance or whatever. His TV is ahead of mine and whatnot. He says something to the effect of, what the fuck the chicken? 
I'm like, chicken, what the hell? Why are these two girls here? What the fuck? Why are these two dudes here? What the fuck? What the hell are you talking? Oh, at ringside, they had a table with two guys and two girls eating KFC. The match was basically brought to you by KFC. Like, fucking advertisement like a motherfucker in this match. Yeah, it was so fucking weird. And like, they, like, like towards the end, they did a um, was it a power bomb? Yeah, it was a power bomb. They did a power bomb through the chicken table and whatnot, which was ironic because they did it to Carl Anderson. It would have been way funnier if they did it to Luke Gallows because of biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Hopefully, y'all get that. <laughs> Man, that would have been way funnier. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, we said it was an okay pay-per-view. I'm really trying to wreck my brain and try to figure out what else was on that pay-per-view. Do you... Um, the Universal title match. The match itself was actually good as shit. Like, Miz impressed me and whatnot. Uh, Bray White, not The Fiend, but Bray White was so fucking entertaining. Yes, he was. He was fucking hilarious. Exactly. He came out in his Firefly Funhouse gear, and he came out with the Firefly Funhouse song, waving and shaking hands and just being happy and giddy. And it's like, dude, who is this guy? He was so fucking happy. He didn't want to fight Miz. Like he was like basically like one of those like cowardly heels. Like, why are you doing this type of thing? Until, like, he snapped. And the funny part was he literally hit two moves. It was over. And it was Miz, like... Miz probably pretty much beat his ass throughout the whole thing. Miz just kept kicking his ass and he kept getting up. Sort of similar to The Fiend, but a little bit different. Yeah. Like, he kicked his ass and he was laughing at him. At one point, he had him in, and I don't know what you call it. I'm gonna call it an arm breaker, for to give you a visual. Um, Pentagon Junior does this move, where he basically snaps his arm back and whatnot. I want to say Zack Saber Junior did the same move. Yes, he did. And so does Pete Dunne. But um, it's a move where you just snap your arm back, and he's about to break his arm, and Bray was like, "Do it, do it, do it!" Like all happy go lucky. And we're sitting there like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was so fucking weird. And he did it, and like, Bray just left his ass off. Yes, it was so fucking weird. <laughs> but yeah, he, he hit the, which they still call the sister Abigail. I don't I know why they haven't changed the name of the move. Yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense now. Yeah, because there is no Sister Abigail. Not unless you count the puppet, which has a similar name. Forget her name. Abby the Witch. What was it? Abby the Witch. Her name is Abby the Witch. Yeah, it's similar. But it's not exactly. So, like, what the hell? Yeah. So, he he hits the move. And uh, after the match, weird shit happened. (laughs) He goes outside to get the big giant mallet from Hell in a Cell. And everybody was... This time, everybody fucking cheered the mallet. And as he's going to hit him, the fiend shows up on the Titantron. It's like, uh, what? 
And he's listening to the fiend going, you want me to do it? Should I do it? And it's like, what? So as he's going to do it, the fucking fiend effect happens when the lights start to go out and then the lights come back on and then it's this hooded guy that comes in and beats the shit out of Bray Wyatt. The hood was burgundy though. So there was a big tip off. Yeah, it was a big tip off and the burgundy hood beat the hell out of Bray Wyatt and then he took the hood down and it's Daniel Bryan. He's or Bryan Danielson. The American Dragon. Because for those that don't understand, he super cut his hair like it's short as hell, and his, I, don't, I don't believe he had a beard. I don't know if it's like low cut or he didn't have one at all. But it's, 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 it's very low cut. No, I, no, he didn't have it. He didn't have it. Okay, like it pretty much was like Daniel Bryan when he was in the original NXT. Where it was a game show and whatever, and um, Miz was his pro. That's the look that he had. Honor. I'll bring the honor to him also, yeah. That's a thing. Wait, but I'm trying to think. I don't think he had the beard because people start comparing him to his brother. Oh, shit. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, for those who don't know. Yeah, he's not his real brother, but when Daniel Bryan cut his hair, he looks just like Orange Cassidy. It's very weird. And I, I was fucked up about it. Like I didn't realize how much they looked like each other until like the meme started popping up. Yes, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. It it is very weird. It's one of those things. Yes. But uh, yeah, there was that match. Um, obviously, as he said, there was no WWE title match. Brock doesn't do shit. <laughs> yes. That's right. It was uh, um, Rusev versus not Rusev versus Lana. I almost said that. You Rusev might versus Lashley. You might as well have said uh, um, Rusev versus Lana because that was the whole fucking storyline. Yes, it was a tables match. Which no one cared about. Is it, I mean, somebody cared about it. They booked it. I mean, it wasn't a great match until that ending. I swear it was a botched ending because it was fucking hilarious. But yeah, I- explain it. It was a total botched ending. Lashley had the table set up in a corner and he tried to pick up Rusev for it and slam him through it. But instead of slamming him through it, Rusev bounced off the table. So Lashley picked him up again and ran to the other side and threw him to a table. It's like... That was fucking hilarious. Because I think the spot was supposed to be he throws Rusev through the table, but because he bounced off of it, he had to pick him up and run him through the other side. So it basically was like a pinball effect. Like, ding, ding. Yep. <laughs> that was funny. But it's, I'm happy Lashley won because Lashley on Monday Night Raw had to get asked to ask somebody something big. Lana told him to ask her to marry him. And he did. And it happened. How you mean, we're going to get a bra with the whole spiel of people getting married. And yeah, wrestling marriages really work well. They do. They're so enjoyable. I love them. We're Jake the Snake when you need him. 
He'll beat her. <laughs> He's gonna beat her. Um. Yeah, I'm really struggling to find what else happened on TLC, and I feel weird. I feel like that was about it. That was about. I think that was about all we cared about. Because I feel like it was something else there that was okay. We talked about Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black. Yeah, great man. Tag team titles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I kind of don't know what else is there, but whatever's there, it it happened. Raw was okay. I'm gonna be honest. The only thing I remember from Raw is the fact that they put a match on there that was supposed to be on the pay-per-view. It was never advertised, but it was speculated. The U.S. title match between... Um, well, well, what the U.S. title match? It was, I guess, number one contendership. It was supposed to be, but it didn't wind up being that. It was um, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. None of those things were anything. It was just a match. No, 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 no I'm <laughs> saying that, that's what it was speculated to be uh, at the pay-per-view. When they were talking about doing that match at the pay-per-view. It didn't wind up being that on Raw, though. It was just a regular match. And speaking of the... They had a great match on Raw, by the way. Yeah. Randy Orton won with the RKO out of nowhere. From a but phenomenal forearm. It was... Yeah. Oh. US title. They actually did have... A U.S. title number contender gauntlet. Yes, and it ended weird, but we got clarification on the next show. Whatever, people, they took a hour and twenty minutes of the show with this gauntlet match. They had some great matches in there that I would like to see if they were just one-on-one matches. They had mm-hmm. a Kirisawa in it, Ricochet, Humberto Carrillo. I want to say it was one more person that I don't remember. Andre. No, he was the last person I remember. I remember no, but, I, but Andre was actually in it now. So. Yes, and Humberto and Andre were the last two people, but Andre came out and attacked Humberto. And apparently, this is this is literally a thing. He attacked him. Never got him ring. Match never started. Apparently, Andrade won that match. How the fuck? Nobody knows. They just said it on Twitter. Said Andrade won the match. It's like, what? Like the match never started. He just came out of nowhere and beat the shit out of him. But apparently, he won the match. Count him? Like what the fuck? How? Because he was outside too. Get the fuck out of me. But to me, which makes this even more stupider is Seth Rollins. After Rey Mysterio came off and ran Andrade out there after he attacked Humberto, Seth Rollins comes out and attacks Rey Mysterio and says, I want to match with you for the US title. And it's like, what, what the fuck was the match for? <laughs> it, was, it was just no reason for any of this. It was just really stupid and angering and it's like what the fuck man and he's a former top champion too so why go for the secondary championship because there is no top championship around so I mean, with, 
he keeps throwing out the fact, and he says it every week, the fact that he beat Brock Lesnar multiple times. So why not just challenge him? Like, fuck it. No, because we all know what's going to happen. He's going to challenge Brock one too many times, and Brock's going to come out and destroy him, and Brock's going to be a face. You said that yourself. I'm just yeah. telling people what you said. Yeah, I, I did say that. <laughs> Because he, he is saying it a lot. Like, he's going to want to piss him Brock off. Yeah, I'm definitely down for Brock killing that man. <laughs> like, I'm all I'm all sorts of okay with legalized murder. By the way, like, for those of you that don't know, I'm going to bypass what he just said. But, yeah. Um, he's with the AOP now. No, they don't have no group name or like that. Wait, I'm by with he, AOP? By he, I mean Seth Rollins. Pronouns, pal. Exactly. My bad. But Seth Rollins with AOP, they don't have no group name and stuff like that, but it's a thing. He basically tells them what to do and shit. The architects of pain. I like that. They beat the shit out of Ray Mysterio and whatever with him with his, like, pipe. No sexual innuendo there. He actually had a metal pipe. I just got so confused. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. And yeah, that that was the thing. And that after that is when he challenged him for the following week. Which, by the way, the reason we know this is because that raw was recorded that same night. Wait, no, no that that's not what happens on the next raw. Wait, no, no, but we, no, but I'm saying though, didn't that happen on that it's raw? This raw, huh? That happened on this raw. No, I mean, when he we find out that that match is going to happen the following week, because, like, Ray could never, like, accept the match because he got beat down. Oh, we find out when Ray accepts the match. Yeah, like, yes. it goes down next week. We find that out because they recorded it that same night. Yes, well, I mean, if somebody whoops your ass and then challenges you to a match, I'd, I'd accept Screw that. Yeah, but not, like, after you got beat up and, like, knocked out by them. Hey, man. I'm crazy. Which in a weird way, though, like, mm-hmm. I wonder how that feels just to watch that go down, like, with, without context, because you're in the crowd, so you really don't know what the hell's going on. Ray just got beat up, and then, like, what, three three hours later, whether or not that was the main event or not, he faces uh, Seth Rollins, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it, it probably feels weird. It probably <laughs> feels weird, like... It probably feels like us not finding out that Andrade won the damn match until two days later on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Probably feels exactly like that. That's the thing. And the bad part was like, they didn't even say that night was like, yeah. They waited a couple days and said, oh, this happened also. It's like, come on. I feel like Twitter's their favorite social media. I think it is. I (laughs) think it is. They get a lot of shit done on Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we're recording this on Thursday, so SmackDown did it happen, so no, nothing on that. SmackDown did happen last week. Oh, they was recorded already? No. We recorded last Thursday, and SmackDown didn't happen the day after that. SmackDown happened the day after that, Remember? You don't I remember totally anything for- that happened on SmackDown? I totally forgot everything that happened on SmackDown, so... <laughs> but, whatever. The Bailey and Dana Brooks and 
almost called him Eli Drake. Wrong. Elias thing, where Elias said he was going to have a uh, threesome with Sasha and Bailey, which totally was creepy. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember it, that thing. It was totally freaking creepy. Like, dude, like, WWE needs to get your shit together. Like, you could have came up with a better thing to say. Like, even the people in the crowd, like, that, think of that. Not saying there's nothing wrong with Sasha and Bailey. Like, they're actually amazingly hot. But for a man to just come out and say, yeah, he's going to have a threesome together. It's like, dude, come on. Like, what? Like, this isn't even that era. Like, what? I mean, I'm okay with it for multiple reasons. One, as you said, they're really hot, right? Mm-hmm. It's, not like it's not like they're ugly. And... You know what I mean? I'm okay with my security. He's not a bad-looking um, young man either. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's a thing. Plus, it wasn't PG. And a lot of people hit on, oh, I hate the PG thing. Once they say something not PG or off the, like, like out of pocket and whatever, people have a problem with it. So, that's why I don't have a problem with it because, like, it's a random thing. Okay. That's why you don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with it because it feels like it just took a shot at the women, like, just took them back, like, oh, you guys are just sexual objects, not wrestlers. It's like, like, I feel like, the thing I feel like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't even be that. Like, if you wanted to talk about her, she looks like a man or something like that, like, well, that's still wrong, but, like, her haircut is, like, boyish, what he did say. That's acceptable because it's not... Well, that's still not acceptable. Here's the thing, though, right? Uh-huh. Wrestling kind of has to have, like, some realism to it. It can't be cartoonish, right? Uh-huh. Some guys actually think like that. You know what I mean? So, it kind of builds realism. Like, some guys don't respect the women. Like, in all honesty. So, like, you know? Like, it, it works out. Was, well, I mean... Was it in big taste? A- yeah. But, like, it's realistic because some people actually do like, think like that. It was a big controversy a few weeks ago. Sandman said, pretty much said he doesn't like women wrestling or, like, intergender or some controversial bullshit he said that I didn't want to get into. But, you know. Got, he basically but, said women shouldn't main event a show. And then Jordan Grace, Tessa Blanchard... Um, and two other people went out and stole the fucking show and was the best thing on the show that he was on, that he talked shit about, but that was the best match on the show. So, yeah. Yeah, but some guys have that mentality, is what I'm saying. So, is it bad taste? Yeah, but is it realistic? Also, yeah. You know what I mean? And some people would agree with that, you know? Like, wrestling has something for everybody, the way I see it, you know? It it does, but I just thought it was in bad taste. I just didn't like it. Oh, I totally agree. Bad taste, but I see why they did it. Yeah, but it led to a good match with Dana Brooks versus Bailey, which for some odd reason, like you explain this to me. Mm-hmm. Bailey beat Dana last week, right? Yeah. So why are they having a rematch this week? Oh, because Dana Brooke is dating Batista, apparently, and she hit her version of Batista bomb. Little Easter egg there. But she didn't get the win. But she hit the Batista bomb. That's all that mattered. So that, so that, 
that pissed off Bailey enough to make her want to have a rematch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it makes sense, but it's the thing. Yeah, and all of this is like still curving around this whole Lacey Evans and Bailey thing that's supposed to happen. Like, Lacey Evans was on Corey Graves' podcast, and Lacey Evans said three times, like, and I know this is going to lead into something three times that she's going to deal with Sasha Banks and her sidekick, Bailey. Now, Bailey's the champion, Sasha's not the champion. Bailey is Sasha's sidekick. They've been saying that shit for years, though. So I see where that is definitely going to be part of their storyline going to WrestleMania 36. Yeah. Like to be honest, I Sasha should win it because it makes sense, but also it makes sense for Bailey to win it because, like, first off, Sasha has never beat Bailey in a one-on-one. Second off. Bailey like needs to step out of the shadow of Sasha. So she should win to step out the shadow of her, but I don't like I really have no idea how that should play out, which is making this really exciting for me. But it's like literally both of them should win. So I don't know how this goes. Cause currently right now, Sasha's in her shadow. Currently right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. In a sense, because like people are paying more attention to Bailey now than they are her right now. But if you think about it, people pay more attention to Sasha than they do Bailey. Because like, all right, the whole Lacey Evans thing. Lacey Evans is still is beefing with Sasha. She's not beefing with Bailey right now. She's beefing with Sasha. Yeah. Like she wants to beat up Sasha, and every time she uh, tries to attack Sasha, Bailey shows up to help. She comes out to help, and it's like. But Lacey just wants to fight Sasha. What, what's going on? And she doesn't even think of Bailey as the main target. She thinks of her as a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so, okay, when they go out and cut promos, who is the target of the promos? When Sasha and Bailey go out and cut promos, who's the target? Who's Who's the main focus? Bailey, actually. You think that? Last couple times, it's been Bailey. It's been Sasha. She's been, she's been really in Sasha mode. Like she's been boss mode. Seriously. Yeah, like, I, she's been. I, I guess we differ on that because I actually think it was Bailey. Because like when when they did commentary like a few weeks ago, and like uh, um. I think it was Corey said something in effect like said something bad to Bailey about her title reign or whatever and like Bailey had some type of cool comeback and Sasha just looked at her like dude what the fuck we we commented on that shit she she did have a cool comeback (laughs) but I just think Sasha's like the the focus when they're cutting promos I think she's the focus Cause like she starts off the promo and she starts off fiery. It's like, well, that was the best part. And then Bailey comes in with her monotone, like, eh. She's like, yeah. Well, the fiery part was the best part. She is monotone. I give you that. But I think she's becoming more the focus now. Whether or not she stays the focus is a different story. 
She's gonna stay the focus in WrestleMania 36. It's like like we said on the very beginning of the podcast, this is going to be a slow burn. Yeah, of course. But yeah, um the the episode of SmackDown kinda all led into TLC and we covered TLC already. Yeah, that's why I really like forgot about it because yeah, yeah. we didn't mean shit. But like I said, we can't cover this week's because that's as of right now tomorrow, but whatever. NXT, yeah. however. Wait, but we have to go into the fire. Okay. I didn't watch the pay-per-view, the- so. I did. I and I am fucking enjoyed the pay per view. It literally was two hours and ten minutes. It was like a quick show, and it was like, holy shit! It's like it was actually like a two hour power episode, and it was like, oh shit, this is really cool. Like the first match was Eli Drake versus Mister Anderson. Anderson. And the match was the match was awesome. They brought all over. And Eli Drake beat Mr. Anderson. Anderson. And yes, I'm going to agree with you. Eli Drake is the good guy. Tell you <laughs> And then we had Thunder Rosa versus Tasha Steele, which was like, they went out there and beat each other's ass and they fucking killed it. It was so fucking fun to see that match. They fucking killed it. Thunder Rosa beat Tasha Steele. And after the match, Ashley Vox, who was in a tag team match later on, comes out to beat up Thunder Rosa, but Thunder Rosa just destroys Ashley Vox and busts off her shoulder. So Ashley Vox is out of the match. It's like, damn, dude. We had the tag team title match, and I was so fucking confused at this match, dude, when it came out. Okay. Because it was the Rock and Roll Express, when they came out, they came out with Homicide and Eddie Kingston. It's like, what? Like, why are they there? Like, the first thing popped in my mind, I was like, oh, they're turning on them. And then the wild card came out, but the Dawsons came out with them. I'm like, all right, what the fuck is this going to be? A four-way? What's happening? So they just start brawling, and it like it went to a regular tag team match, the wild card, and it was... This is fucking. T- I literally like was fucked up. Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson were wearing the same exact gear they had on 34 years ago that day. The fuck? Dude, that is fucking creepy. And they fit in it and everything, and they were still going. And Ricky Morton did a Canadian Destroyer, as always. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, how are these guys still going? They, they got passion, I guess. Like, that's the only thing you can really say. I don't know what the fuck they got, but, like, goddamn, these these guys are still going. They put on a really good tag team match, but they wound up beating or Nobody turned on each other, and that was pretty pretty cool. And it's then we, that you would expect somebody to do it. Yes, and it seemed like that would be the perfect time to do it, but it wasn't. And then we had Melina... And Marty Bell 
versus Allison K and her tag team partner. And she didn't have a tag team partner. And it was like, you have to have a tag team partner. And out of nowhere, here comes ODB. Addison K and ODB actually beat Marty Bell and Melina, and that was fucking awesome. We had a match with the question mark versus Trevor Murdoch. And <laughs> when he came out, he came out with Damian Sandow dressed in all karate gear. Karate. They came out and sung the Mongrovian national anthem. I was so weirded out. By the way, Aaron Stevens. What did I call him? You called him uh, um, Damon Sandow. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll explain why he deserves it in a minute. No, but, but, but before you, you bring that up, I need to bring up his gear. I'm sorry. What? He'll probably like never listen to this, but dude, like, change the color of your gear. Like You look like you're freaking naked. You look like a freaking Ken doll. No. Just no. You say he'll probably never listen to this, but this is probably like the fourth episode he's caught and he likes it. So <laughs> don't say that. Sorry, Damien. Sam Stevens. Whatever. Yo, why didn't he change his name to Damien Stevens? I like that. That's going to be someone's name, just because you said it. I don't, I don't know, but he's listening, so change it to Damien Stevens. And change the color of your tights for God's sakes. Wear long tights. No, no long tights. Just change the tight color. Change it all. <laughs> like if it's long tights, you won't know where it ends and begins. No. Yeah, long but in a different color. Yes, in a different color. Yes, that that would work. There it is. So Aaron Stevens beat Coca Beta and Ricky Starks for the win the North American title, which was later renamed because he is a black belt master to the what is it? Black belt master in what? Karate. Karate. <laughs> he's a three he's a three time black belt. Karate champion. And he's a uh, three, third degree, uh, um, what is it, North American champion. Yes. It, it is fucking hilarious. He stole that win, by the way. Like, Ricky Starks got, Ricky Starks got knocked out and he, the fucking question mark, did a question mark chop to Colt Cabana and Aaron Stevens pinned him. It's called the question mark chop? No, I don't know what it's called. I'm just calling it whatever I want to call it. I was about to fucking say, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then we had the main event, which is two out of three falls, two referees. It was it was a good match. First of all, you kind of got to explain that more though, right? Okay. So it's two referees but one referee for each guy and one referee for each fall. Yes. So the first fall, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Was for Nick Aldis. No, no, no. It was for James Storm. It was James Storm. Okay. 
which the referee that he picked, which I found odd, it hit Baby Hepner, basically Brian Hepner. Him, exactly. Why choose a regular referee? So, that, no. that was a thing. Second fall was um, Nick Aldis' referee, and he chose Tim Storm. That makes more sense, especially due to his like storyline and whatnot, past storyline and current storyline going on right now. So, that was a thing. Third fall, if they needed it, they would flip a coin between them two and like whichever one won would be the, the person to count the third fall. So that was a thing. So the match started off with James Storm. He got the super kick on Nick Aldis after Camille came out and kind of distracted Aldis by accident. He got the super he super kicked he got super kicked by James Storm and got the pin. The next fall was when Tim Storm came in and James Storm is beating the hell out of Nick Aldis and then just hits him with a chair and gets disqualified. I was like, what? Why did you do that? I'm like, all right, whatever. That happened. Then the third fall happens. They flip the coin and Brian Hefner is the referee. So they're getting in there. They're brawling. All of a sudden, they knock out Brian Hefner. I'm like, oh, shit. Now Tim Storm has to step in. So... They're wrestling, getting their ass beat. Nick Aldis goes and gets thrown in the corner, and James Storm pulls him down for a roll-up. But as he pulls him down, Nick Aldis pulls off the top turnbuckle, and when he kicked out, he kicked James Storm right into the unexposed turnbuckle and knocked him out. Nick Aldis put the cloverleaf on him, and because he couldn't tap, he lost the match. After the match, Nick Alder said, there's not a man alive that can beat me. Which, 90% of the time when you say something like that, somebody's going to show up. Yep. And out of everybody that can show up, who do you think showed up? I don't know. Probably someone like really evil. Like some type of villainous character. 24 hours fresh off of his last match of Ring of Honor, Marty Scroll shows up in NWA Power. <laughs> it, it shocked everybody. Everybody was like, oh my god, I think Marty Scrolls is in NWA. Well, I mean, nobody really knew what he was going to do, but that was not a move anybody thought he was going to do. Like you, you tell me, but I think we, we both were shocked on that one. I know for sure I was. I'm mean, like, say you were too, because I swear he was going to go to either WWE or AEW. Yes, I, I thought he was too. Like, when I heard his music, I was like, what the fuck? And it's weird because everybody in the arena heard his music and goes, I'm like, until like it got to like the second riff of his music, they were like, "Oh shit, it's Marty Skull!" What? That was fucking. That was fucking awesome. So he uses the same exact music or some type of like weird rendition he, of it. He owns that music. He owns it. Oh okay. Like he owns that music. That's his music. Kind of like how Cody owns the Red Theory theme. Yes, that's his theme. Okay. 
which he's always said if he ever went back to WWE, he's taking that theme with him. I don't think that would work, but yeah. It would work because that theme is fucking awesome. It is, but like, you gotta listen to the lyrics. It, it wouldn't work. The whole song's basically hitting on WWE, pretty much. Dude, imagine if he came back with that song and just be like, you can't take my kingdom. And he's like some sort of a rebel in WWE. We know it's never going to happen, ever, ever going to happen. It's never going to happen. But imagine if that did happen. Yeah, it's never, ever going to happen. Just like maybe like something like CM Punk working for WWE again in technicality. Never, ever, 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 ever. Or like the television title ever coming back. Which, by the way, they brought back in NWA. It's the same exact title, people. It's the same title. It is so beautiful. It's back. It, it's a thing. They're going to have a tournament with it with almost everybody in it, including Nick Aldis. Which makes absolutely no sense to me, but eh, they brought back the title, so I'm okay with it. I blame myself for that because I swear in a fucking podcast I said I wanted a television title. But I meant for that to be. You did, and we also said we want Lethal Lockdown. We still have not said what company it should come back. You mean Lethal Lottery? That's what did I say? Lockdown. That's coming back out also. Yeah, for Impact Wrestling, that's their shit. See, I brought it back. Thank you, people. <laughs> but yeah, and on this episode of Power, Nick Aldis turned to a bad guy. Yep. Which I saw coming a mile away. It should have been Eli Drake. I promise it should have been Eli Drake. Nope. No, screw you. I'm getting my Eli Drake heel turn in the next week. I promise. He's going a bad guy. Screw that. But yeah, he beat he beat up Tim Storm with his what I'm gonna call Casino Royale. Yes, with the wild card and the insurance policy, Camille. I did not see that coming. Which apparently he's dating uh, um, Tom Lettermore, however you say his last name. Basically, Bram. Yes, Bram from TNA is dating Camille. Yeah. And they they start kissing it in the ring and half of the people was like, what? They probably like thought that he um she was dating um Nick, not knowing that he's actually married to Mickey James in real life. Which we wish Mickey James a speedy recovery from her knee injuries and hope to see you soon somewhere sometime soon. Yep. Yes. Didn't even know she was injured, so you kinda shocked me that that's why I got quiet. Oh yeah, she's she's been out. She had double knee surgery. Oh shit. I thought she was just like pursuing her music career. No, no, no. She got she got injured. She's out. She got double knee surgery. Oh, okay. I want to say it was like a couple weeks ago. She just had the surgery because she had surgery. And while she was out, she was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and get the other one fixed." Because that's usually what happens with people with multiple injuries. They just say, "I'm gonna go ahead and get the other one fixed." Cool. Yeah. So let's get in that AEW. Woo! I can't speak on it this week because I didn't watch it. I tried to, 
was it for lack of trying? Just, I didn't, because I usually watch it the next day, for those that don't know, on demand or whatnot. Couldn't, it wasn't up, so. Yes, and on demand, please get your shit together, because he would like to watch AW sometime soon, near future. So I'll let you handle this. So, listen. Okay, AEW started off with Adam Page and Kenny Omega. I'm very drawn to blanket names. <laughs> See, I even messed up that thing because words are hard, people. They very <laughs> are. But yeah, Adam Page and Kenny Omega fought the Lucha Bros. Like, the match was going on and until until the buckshot Larry got got thrown at fucking Kenny Omega by accident, and that's how they won, lost the fucking match. This this actually pissed me the fuck off with AEW, and I wish they would get this shit together. <laughs> so Kenny Omega and Adam Page are beefing. They're standing in the middle ring, pushing each other, ready to fight. All of a sudden, Pop comes up on the Titantron. Not does he not only does he come up on a Titantron. He comes up on our screens so nobody can see what's going on. We don't even see if they started throwing blows or not. And Pac just says, you know what, Kenny, I want to fight you. But since you don't want to fight me, I'm going to do something drastic. Pac walks down the hall, walks into Michael Nakazawa's room, and closes the door like he's going to whoop his ass. So Kenny immediately gets out of the ring and runs through the back, runs down the hallway. Now, at this current time, it goes into commercial, so it's picture in picture. But you can see in the small window, Kenny just runs down this whole hallway. Him and Adam Page run down this whole hallway. Mind you, the first door, first door was where Pac went. Ran all the way down the hall. Then they ran all the way back and turned another corner and got beat up. And it's like, <laughs> the fuck? All of, but all of this is going while it's in small picture in commercial. And it's like, the fuck just happened? Nobody even mentioned it on fucking commentary when they came back. But you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Like, that pissed me off. It was for dramatic effect. It dramatically affected me. Yes. <laughs> fuck. Then it went on to the Blade and the Butcher versus Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. It was a good match. And Cody won with this new thing which he's doing the Oz Cutter which for those of you who don't know used to the springboard cut okay. he's been doing it lately as his finisher and it's like why the fuck are you doing this but whatever that's his thing he's doing this he's doing this thing I believe what? this is just me right mm-hmm. he's doing that due to fucking MJF using the crossroads which apparently he calls the double cross I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, because like every time he does it, um, one of the commentators always has the double cross. So I don't know if that's the official name for it, but that's what they've been saying. But I feel like, didn't you say that on a podcast like two weeks ago? What? I called it the double cross? That he should call it the double cross? Uh, I don't remember saying it, but like it sounded like something I would say, because that is a hot man. <laughs> That is exactly what you said. Okay. But they win. And I don't remember them saying this out loud. I had to hear this through somebody else, which literally was Darby Allen himself. Okay. 
Darby teamed up with Cody Rhodes so he can have a one-on-one match with Cody Rhodes eventually. So they're going to have their match January 1st. And it's like, I didn't know any of this. Like, I had no prior knowledge of this. It wasn't on social media. But I had no prior knowledge of that. And I would have liked to know that that was a thing. Yeah, like, that sounds like about right. They didn't, they wouldn't do that, right? So Chris Statlander wrestled Britt Baker, who Britt Baker is like, I don't know. This is the most confusing shit that I've ever been through in AEW. Is this number one contendership for Rio's title? First off, you have Hikaru Shida, who should be the number one contender. You have Big Swole, who should also be the number one contender because she beat Hikaru Shida. And then you also have now Chris Statlander, who beat Britt Baker to become number one contender for Rio's title when Big Swole or Chris Statlander should be the number You know what? They need to get their shit together, but Chris Statlander beat Britt Baker and then the Nightmare Collective came out to take her with them. This is, these dark gimmicks are getting on my nerves. Please, like, let's make it happy and smiley or something. Just, just do something, please. Ready, please? Like, I'm into the dark stuff. Like, I don't know, emo, goth, whatever the fuck, right? That's a little bit too much, you know? It, it is. And that just goes into the main event, which is the Young Bucks versus SCU for the tag team titles. So they're having a good match, and all of a sudden, SCU hits SCU later, and the match is over. And they win, they win the match, keep the titles. It's like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, all these Dark Order jerks just show up and just attack them in... It's like, why? The Dark Order just beat the shit out of the Young Bucks. Like, they punched SCU and kicked them out of the ring. But no, they beat the living shit out of the Young Bucks. It's like, why? Yeah, they're quote-unquote the best tag team. Even though they're not, but quote-unquote. Oh, that's the OC. Duh. (laughs) That's a joke, people. Don't, Don't take that serious. Yeah, it's actually pride and powerful. You know what? I'm not even going to deny that one. <laughs> I'm going to deny that. But yeah. It's proud and powerful. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, that was AEW dark. I mean, AEW regular. It was it was a lot of dark stuff. They might as well just call it AEW dark. I just say, hell, they actually have a show called AEW dark. So that, that's a thing. Yeah, because they just like to do dark stuff. Lighten it up, please. That's how they got their company. They sold their soul to the devil. And it wasn't Vince this time. Well, I was about to say, like, they sold it to Vince? <laughs> Wait, yeah. That's AEW, I guess. Yeah, that was that was AEW. That was the dark side of Monday Night Raw. I mean, of Wednesday Night War. <laughs> that was the dark side. And the light side was NXT. Which, like, did they mean to do what they did yesterday? Or, like, did they just, that just happen by accident? What part? Did they, did they mean to actually put out a show, like, a half-quality takeover show? Or, like, did that just happen by accident? 
Because that show was like fucking awesome. I'm going to say a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Because, <clears throat> excuse me. But like, again, I didn't watch it, but a lot of reviews from NXT and AEW. A lot of people did not like AEW show because it's supposed to be, quote unquote, the last one of the year and whatnot. It might be next week, but one of the last, you know what I mean? So they expected a, a bigger show, you know? People showed up for the Rise of Skywalker. That show yeah. wasn't that big, you know what I mean? Whereas NXT, like, it, it felt big. Oh, it was a new hope. <laughs> he just yes. watched Star Wars, so that that's a thing. I did not just watch Star. I watched Star Wars, but yeah, <laughs> NXT was just, it was great. Like it started off with Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, and they fucking killed it. Like one thing that I really liked about this match is like. It was at the end where, like, the surprise came. Big, like, the cameras focused on the guys in the ring, and you just heard this eruption from the crowd. You heard these gasps, like, what's happening? And then you just heard this slow eruption, but the camera never took it away from Finn Balor and Adam Cole. When they did show who was standing in the hallway, they took the reverse camera angle so you could see Adam Cole and Finn Balor's reaction when you saw Johnny Gargano come out. Yep. And it was like, wow. I was like, that like that was shot beautifully because they did not take their eyes off of Adam Cole and Finn Balor. Like, that match was fucking awesome. By the way, Finn Balor has a new Red X thing. He joined the Team Titans and everything. But, like, that's part of his new gimmick. He's like Prince Balor. But they never took their eyes off of that match. That shit was that shit was great. And then Johnny Gargano, because Finn Balor saw him, cost him the match. And Finn lost. And then Finn also got his ass beat. What creeped me out though, when they showed uh, um Johnny Gargano though, for some odd reason, like it was weird. For a second he looked like Finn Balor. And you was like, how did, he was like, wait a minute, how did Finn Balor get out there? I was like, that's not Finn Balor. Oh, yeah, that was my exact reaction. Oh. Wait, that's that Johnny. Was, that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought my TV glitched. No. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> we also had Eel Shirai versus Santana Garrett. Io Shirai once again is proving that she is fucking awesome and Santana, Santana Garrett is fucking awesome they had a really good match yep yep and then we they, had, they should do more with Santana Garrett though oh I I really hope they do I hope like since she signed with the company I hope that I know that like we're going into like the weird phase of we're finishing off that last couple of months and we're about to go into the next year. So I really hope like from January or February down, they start to showcase all the rest of the women. Cause like NXT's women roster is fucking awesome. Like every woman in fucking NXT is fucking awesome. They fucking kill it. I feel like it's always been that way though. 
Oh, no, it has. It has. Because before there was a revolution, there was NXT. Like, me and him watched NXT every week. And we always used to say the same thing. was like, yo, Raw and SmackDown women are horrible. NXT women are amazing. Like, that's... Like, that's always been a thing. But yeah, that was the Io Shirai. Then we had Kushida versus Cameron Grimes, which beat the hell out of each other because Kushida stole Cameron Grimes' hat. All this over a hat. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. Like, he was all over a hat. But no, that, that shit was fucking awesome. They had a great match. And Cameron Grimes beat Kishida. It's like that's I was like that's not normal. Cool hat, by the way. It's an okay hat. I want one. You get one <laughs> when you get one. <laughs> but yeah, that, that match was pretty good to me. We had Killian Damo versus Damian Priest. I didn't punishment him this week. Ha-ha! Yeah, because you keep calling him by his old name. Yes. I've let him the Killian thing, uh, um, like, slide. The Damian thing slide, because, like, fucking his own wife called him it, so. See? She knows. She knows. <laughs> but they had Nikki a great... Cross, you don't know. Yes. They had a great match. Like, Killian Damo worked over... <clears throat> Priest's ribs and then Damian Priest won with the crossroads or the deep penetration or whatever that move is called. This match actually told a good story so that was a plus. It did. And if you wanted to see some beat em up wrestling and some good like try to kill each other wrestling you had to watch the next two matches because Pete Dunne versus Travis Banks just tried to fucking just destroy each other. I don't know why. Great match. The ending kind of weirded me out. Like, they, them tried to kill each other, but then they were like, you did good, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, what the fuck? They actually, they didn't, actually they didn't say bro and all that. I'm, I'm just like, the, the way they were acting toward each other, like, respectfully. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The, after trying to kill each other, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, but I know why, because we haven't been paying attention like that closely, but they've been promoting this for like months, and every you notice every couple of weeks, some guy from UK shows up. Mm-hmm. Because in January, it's going to be NXT USA versus NXT UK. Exactly. So, they've been hinting at this for a while, but we're just like, yo, it's just good wrestling, we don't care. Until we realize, like, oh, shit, they're fighting each other. <laughs> but that's going to happen soon. That's for their, like, whole Worlds Collide thing, which I, only, I think I only watched the first one. Yeah, well, you don't have to watch any of them except this one, which is going to be, like, a takeover S clash between both NXTs. Yeah. And speaking of clash between NXTs, the former NXT UK Women's Champion versus... The current NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. I mean, damn, I didn't even say Rhea Ripley's name. <laughs> I am tired. But yeah, Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. Fuck. 
dude. I don't I like I don't know, but that was that's up there for match of the year. Like it was fucking awesome. It was definitely pay-per-view caliber match. Definitely. Yes. It was it was so fucking awesome. Shayna's awesome. Rhea's awesome. It was one point in the match where I swore that Shayna had beat Rhea. I was like, it's over. It's over. I kept telling him, it's over. It's over. She's not, she's not getting up. It's over. And she got up. Multiple and times. popped like, oh my God. I was so into this fucking match. Even though we both said Rhea was going to win the title. Rhea won the title with a ripcord off the second turnbuckle. And it was... It just was awesome. The crowd fucking flipped out and was so hyped. Like, God damn, this is awesome. We both kind of questioned it, though. Like, cause, like we both knew she was going to win. But, like, after a while, I was like, is she going to win? Yeah, because Shane was beating her ass. It's like, is she going to win? It was, it was one of those things. Because, like, 60% of the time when she defended her title and whatnot, oh, this person is going to be the one to beat her. This person is going to be the one to beat her. And, like, that person always loses, so. In those matches, like, some people actually look like they're going to be close, and then Shayna just chokes them out, and it's done. Bianca Belair. That's that's one. Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Io Shirai. Candice LeRae. Yeah, like, all of them, like, could have had the title, so. Exactly. Like, see, this is how you book women's titles in NXT. Like that NXT women's title is fucking prestigious because the champion usually holds it for a nice amount of time, gets wins, and you feel like, oh my God, that person is awesome. Not even women's title, titles in general. Like that's the one title that, that does not feel like a prop. Like you mentioned earlier, Shinsuke Nakamura is the IC champion, but he's in the tag team division. What the hell? Exactly. Like, even Roderick Strong's North American title, he's defending it next week in an open challenge. It's like, dude, like, people care about belts in fucking NXT. And I'm stealing it from Damian Stevens. Belt, 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 belt. Speaking of belts, right? Uh-huh. As, I, as I said earlier and whatever, like, the whole debacle of the U.S. title and whatnot, as we were watching... We both said it. We kind of both forgot who the U.S. champion was. Yeah. Because, like... That's how forgettable... I I thought um, AJ was the the champion. The rumor was... And I'm sorry I cut you off, but the rumor was that we were supposed to get the the new belt that night. Because apparently we have a new U.S. title. Belt. Belt, belt, belt. Yes. (laughs) New U.S. belt. But we didn't get it that night. And like that the whole time I'm like, yo, where's the AJ's belt at? And I kept reminding you, AJ does not have the title. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then after you said that, I'm like, wait, Randy has it? He doesn't have it either. Ray has it. Oh. I, I, that was legit my fucking reaction. But the bad part, when I was going to tell you Ray had it, I totally had a brain fart and had no idea. I was like, who does have it? <laughs> then I was like, oh, oh, Ray has it. Yep. So, 
WrestleMania is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. There was a little debacle between the revival and Booker T. He basically they basically called out Harlem Heat. Booker even alluded on his podcast that he would fight them if they wanted to fight. Basically throwing out the challenge for a match. Do you see that happening at WrestleMania turn 36? It's happening, sweetheart. Okay. Also, WrestleMania 36 related. There's a rumor that keeps going around, but I have not substantiated my rumor. There's no confirmation behind it, but there's a rumor going around about Edge being cleared to perform in WrestleMania, wrestling at WrestleMania 36. Hot take on that. Uh, depending who the opponent, I'm, I'm gonna love that. Like, yeah, at least for a one-off. You know what I mean? I don't know how I feel about it, but. And there is a spectacular truth-having rumor that John Cena wants to do something big and substantial at WrestleMania 36. Now, what that could be, no one knows. What they possibly think it could be, no one really knows. I know. What if I retire? You know what? That's actually pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, he, he told you the rumor spoiler for WrestleMania 36. Also, uh, spoiler for 36 is Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship. John Cena is done. John Cena is done. Remix. I, I, I like that one. I like it a lot. <laughs> no, but you, you told me, like, Obviously, off the podcast, Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You totally pissed me off. Like, I'm glad you didn't say that in person because I would have slapped you. Why do you not want Roman Reigns back at the top? Exactly why? Because I don't want him on top. Like, no, fuck that. Well, you have to deal with it because Vince wants you to deal with it and you're going to deal with it. Because he's starting from the bottom now. Keep him there. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Don't keep him down with Baron Corbin. No, no, no. no. I'm okay with it. Like, he's not doing anything else. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> Just no. Just no. Uh-uh. He's a whole bunch of kids to take care of. Okay, let, let him stay home then. Wait. Baron Corbin has kids? I'm talking about Roman Reigns. Ah, pronouns. Corbin has a dog. Okay. The irony, it's a big dog, so. Alright, now now I know you're lying. (laughs) Just make that up. No, he actually does have a big dog. Like, I, I forget the breed, but it's, like, huge. Well, big people needs big dogs. Yes, that's a thing. Dan it, Dan it, Dan it. Wrong dog. But yeah. That's the thing. I think that there was more news, but we didn't have time to get to it because we didn't have enough time on the spot yet. Yep. Edge was like the most like noteworthy thing though. So start caring about John Cena, damn it. 
Please. That's care about John Cena. Care about John Cena? No, I'm all right. Come on, John Cena was your first favorite hero. You remember when you were little, you used to suck your finger and say, yo, John Cena's my favorite. I'm not our truth Damn it, I wanted you to be our truth Nope. Our truth has that. Come on, why couldn't he, why couldn't you be our truth Which is hilarious, because that motherfucker's like, damn, they're 60, and he says, like, John Cena was his hero. You can't tell me I'm yeah. not like 60. Like, he has to be, like, around that shit. He's not 60. He's not 60. He's been 51 for the past 10 years. You're so stupid. <laughs> but I think once you get that old, then you can say no. I mean, you can just say whatever age you are. I'm 20. Yeah, I have a birthday coming up and like, yeah, like I'm not saying my age, so... Damn it, my birthday is first. If you take my birthday from me. Feel free to say your age if you want. No, I was going to say Jesus has a birthday too. And also Rusev. And there's a lot of people that have birthdays. Maybe our listeners have birthdays. That, that's bad. You, you put Jesus and then you said Rusev. And then me not listening all the way I was about to tell you no one like likes that guy anyway. What the fuck? I met Rusev, by the way, y'all. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, and congratulations to Tessa and Daga. Oh, yeah, they're getting married. Or are they already married? I think they're married. Oh, okay. That was quick. Wait, because you said they think they're married and did they got married? No, because like, I swear they, they got... Oh my god, I almost a divorce. But I swear they got engaged like a week or two ago. Yeah, it's, even these pictures are them engagement pictures or married pictures. They look married pictures to me. Okay. Because an engagement picture would just be like normal. These look all dressed up white pictures that they're both in white looking all lovey-dovey, which lead me to think they're marriage pictures. They gotta be, yeah. Yeah, um, look, Lana and Rusev gets divorced, and Tessa and Daga get married. That's so sweet. Wrestling is cool. Only they get divorced later. Did you just say Dumble for Heath Slater? Only to get divorced later. Dude, why did you do that to Daga and Tessa? Why did I? Kid, you love Tessa Blanchard? Oh, I don't love her. But that's okay. It's okay to love Tessa Blanchard. No, I'm alright. She She's hot. a great wrestler. She hot it all, but no. Dude, you wouldn't want to be in love with the world champion of Impact. No. Bullshit, I would. It's Impact. No. Don't you dare say that again. <laughs> Don't you disrespect the good goddamn name of Impact. TNA Wrestling. What the fuck? But yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about. You? Yeah, it's only two more weeks until Wrestle Kingdom. 
the greatest day in wrestling history, motherfucking wrestling Christmas. Okay. Well, yeah, it's two more weeks. Because it's this Saturday, and then next Saturday, and then the Saturday after that is Christmas, baby. Wrestle Kingdom. Hell yeah, I'm fucking happy. Excited. Shaping up nicely, right? It's already shaped up, but it's 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 gonna be great. Okay. It's gonna be great. Awesome. So yeah, on that note, we'll we'll let you guys go. May the force be with you. Uh fuck the shit. We're out.